Welcome to Capital Link's company presentation series. Hello everyone, I am Paul Ampoudis, Vice President of Capital Link. Welcome back to the 2024 Capital Link's corporate presentation series. In this series, company management highlights the company's current operations, business development, growth prospects, and sector outlook. We are pleased to have with us today the senior management team of Safe Pokers, Dr. Lucas Parampadis, President, Mr. Kostandino Sandinopoulos, CFO, and Mr. Thanasis Andonakis, Assistant CFO and Chief Compliance Officer. Safe Pokers is an international provider of marine drivable transportation services, transporting primarily grain, coal, iron ore worldwide. The company's common stock, Series C preferred stock, and D preferred stock are listed on the NISA and trade under the symbols SB, SBPRC, and SBPRD, respectively. In terms of logistics, we begin with a company presentation followed by Q&A. Please note that participants can submit their questions through the Q&A button on your screen during the webinar. Your questions will be answered during the Q&A session. Before we begin our webinar today, kindly note that this discussion is strictly for informational and educational purposes and should not be relied upon. The webinar does not constitute an offer to buy or sell securities or investment advice or advice of any kind, and Capital Inc. bears no responsibility for the content. Let us now begin with our discussion. I'd like now to pass the floor to Dr. Bampardis. Please go ahead, sir. Good morning to all. Um... I was asked to make this presentation uh, uh, to our investors, uh, and uh, I thought that uh, uh, where should we focus at that point? Uh, the truth is that uh, the results, uh, our financial results, will come in, a, in two to three weeks' time out. Uh, so uh, all the questions that should be addressing uh, our financial condition or the market uh, should be um, should be discussed in our next presentation in two to three weeks uh, with our results. But I thought that uh, the most important uh, uh, issue for a company like ours is what uh, we have really as a hardware. And so I thought that a good presentation should be focusing on our investment strategy. Uh, and uh, this is important spe specifically at that period because uh, we have new environmental regulations, uh, we have uh, in environmental taxations implemented, and uh, also we are heading uh, even at a slow pace uh, uh, towards uh, uh, vessels with uh, zero foot, foot, footprint emissions in the future. Uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, we, we would like to focus on uh, uh, what we are doing uh, the last two to three years. Uh, the development of uh, ESG strategy is uh, very important for us. Uh, we have uh, specified our vision. Uh, what we really want to be is, uh, a, a, and our investors should really uh, looking for, is uh, to become one of the most competitive providers of marine dry bulk transportation services worldwide and maintain a reputation which was built over uh, 60 years and conduct this business as one of the most reliable and environmentally resilient pure dry bulk uh, company. 
and our vision to constantly exceed our customers' needs by safely and efficiently transporting dry bulk cargo worldwide, incorporating environmental, social, and governance values. Uh, all these uh, are uh, uh, reflected clearly in our ESG report and strategy, which is uh, uh, which can be found in our website. Uh, but uh, this is a very important value a value for the company, and I think we are one of the uh, most advanced companies in this era. In this slide, we can see in slide five we can see uh, the the timeline uh, of various regulations. So uh, the, let's say the last few years, we have several regulations uh, uh, kicking uh, off uh, from time to time. In 2017, the ballast water treatment uh, regulation. In 2020, uh, the SOX regulations that had led to the installation of several scrubbers. Uh, and also the phase two regulation, EDI phase two regulation, which uh, means uh, the, the reduction, uh, the, the new buildings uh, to be designed uh, with 20% lower, uh, uh, lower carbon emissions uh, compared to 2008. Uh, and uh, then we have the uh, environmental regulations, uh, which is called IMO CII, the, car the, the carbon index, uh, or AER, uh, that uh, 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 that classifies the vessels to various categories A, B, C, D, E, may give, providing certain advantages to vessels which are classified as uh, A, B, and C category. Uh, they, and the, of course, the regulation EXI, which means uh, the, the regulation of the main engine to lower speeds so the vessel will not consume as much. Uh, but then in 2024, we have the EU-ETS, the European Union Taxation Scheme, which leads to taxation of CO2 emissions when the vessels come and leave the European Union. From 2025, we have the fuel EU, which is a regulation that targets the fossil fuels and provides advantages to alternative fuels. And gradually, we have several other regulations, uh, revised DXI, and the, we expect the IMO uh, greenhouse gas strategy uh, in the following years, uh, which will provide additional costs to the vessels that uh, cannot perform uh, or uh, they, are not, they are not able uh, to use uh, alternative fuels. Alternative fuels means uh, fuels that, uh, lead, that lead towards uh, uh, zero, uh, zero footprint uh, CO2 emissions. Uh, if we go to slide to then ah, uh, just go back once more uh, to I would like to point out here very quickly in this uh, slide that uh, when in 2020 the EDI phase two regulations kick, we started ordering vessels uh, which uh, were uh, designed according to EDI phase three, uh, meaning 30% reduction of fuel. Uh, uh, consumption and the CO2 emissions. This phase three regulation, as we can see here, kicks in 2025. So the company has started uh, uh, a uh, renewal strategy of its fleet, uh, uh, putting new orders for phase three vessels and uh, selling, uh, in initiating in the next year uh, the sale of certain uh, 
uh, all the vessels and uh, uh, also uh, in 2023, a couple of years before the fuel EU regulation comes into place, we have ordered also two methanol dual fuel vessels. Uh, now, if we go to the next slide, uh, we can see here that uh, why we have ordered phase three vessels in 20, we have, uh, in 2020, we have started ordering uh, these vessels. Uh, you can see here that most of the fleet out there uh, does not belong to any phase. So vessels which are uh, uh, which are built according to phase three regulations will have a substantial a, a commercial and environmental advantage compared to the market. Uh, but uh, and still, uh, I need to mention that uh, most of our vessels that we, we, we have and we maintain are uh, uh, vessels which are uh, uh, designed according to specific, to specific uh, regulations. And even uh, in 2005 or six vessels, you can see that uh, maybe they are classified as, as B or C and uh, they have superior performance compared to all the other vessels that uh, are uh, that uh, are uh, uh, are out in the market. Uh, if we go to the next slide, we see how we have uh, how we have uh, uh, developed our ordering. So we have started uh, ordering new builds phase three vessels, uh, two in 2020, seven in 2021, two in 2022 four in 2023, one in 2024. Uh, so, so we have started ordering, uh, we have started selling, the red bars are the, uh, represent the sales, we have started selling from 2021. Uh, as a, 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 and at the same time, we, we, we also acquired second-hand vessels, which uh, were much younger, uh, in order to be able to maintain our uh, financial performance and our operating performance. So you can see that we have a concise policy. The deliveries, which are shown in the, in the green, uh, as green lines, are uh, expanded from now uh, until uh, uh, 2027. And, uh, you may, and you can see here that uh, we have already taken delivery of nine vessels. Uh, uh, while uh, we have still seven on orders, two of which are uh, 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 two of which are dual methanol ships. Uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, we give here some uh, let's say highlights of our of our policy. They're more detailed. So uh, as you may see, we are right now in 2024. We have already taken delivery of nine new builds uh, of about uh, 800,000 uh, dead weight tons. Their average age is one here, and we have paid already for them 292 million. So basically, about let's say 20, 25% of our of our company fleet is already consisting of phase three vessels. If we go to the next slide, uh, we can see. Uh, the, the order book, still what we have ahead of us. So seven more to go on order uh, until 2027. Again, uh, similar uh, uh, dead weight capacity, about uh, 0 0.8 million dead weight tons. We have already paid as advances 73 million and the remaining capex for them is 206 million. Uh, this, this makes the, the uh, the 
the front of the company towards the new development. So all these vessels, all these 16 vessels basically are coming into the company gradually to renew uh, to renew the fleet. At the same time, we have sold uh, uh, already 10 vessels from 2021 to 2023. Uh, it is important to note that uh, the vessels that we maintain, we have, uh, they have the, the highest standards. Uh, they are quite efficient. Uh, they always have the relevant upgrades. So uh, a vessel which is sold by us is seen as a quite efficient vessel. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, has a, 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 a substantial meaningful life and performance until the end of uh, its uh, life. So the vessels that we have sold were, uh, were about uh, 15 uh, years of age on average, and the proceeds were 180 million uh, from these sales. Uh, and uh, at the same time, we managed to uh, renew these vessels by acquiring, we go to the next slide, by acquiring uh, seven second-hand vessels uh, with a with a cost uh, acquisition cost of about uh, one eighty-seven and average age uh, nine years old. So you can see how this uh, uh, sale and uh, second-hand acquisitions uh, are uh, uh, making uh, the fleet younger. Uh, the important here to note is that the vessels that we have bought were uh, larger. So seven, we, we sold uh, 10 vessels of uh, 0 0.8 million and we bought seven second-hand vessels of 1 million uh, dead weight tons. Uh, this is, uh, a, a, let's say, a, a part of our renewal strategy, uh, which was uh, good for uh, uh, the previous year, because as we were selling the vessels, we wanted to, to have uh, younger uh, vessels in, uh, in our fleet and to be able to continue to compete and meet uh, our financial results until we receive the, the new orders, which will come gradually uh, until 2027. If we go to the next slide, uh, we, he, we, we see here what we are doing in our existing fleet. So, uh, existing fleet means that uh, all these fleet, all these vessels that are uh, uh, that belong to our fleet from 2000 uh, built from 2005 onwards. Uh, we, uh, you know that we have already installed, uh, according to the previous regulation, these 14, 48 vessels. We have retrofitted uh, ballast water treatment systems. Uh, we have installed uh, 22 uh, scrubbers in our vessels, and uh, we have scheduled one more vessel uh, to go. And uh, the important thing is uh, what uh, we're doing to the rest of the fleet, uh, to the existing fleet. We have already upgraded 22 vessels, uh, which, uh, and when we say environmental upgrade, we mean uh, uh, ducts, uh, low friction paints, uh, smaller uh, propellers, uh, fins, etc. The total cost of our uh, environmental upgrades is uh, 90 million uh, and it supports the performance of the existing fleet. This is the very important thing that uh, our fleet, our existing fleet being mainly Japanese ships uh, and uh, quite efficient ships, uh, still we upgrade them in order to be able to compete the following years until uh, 2030, uh, 2032 uh, to uh, we, we, 
globally uh, also in terms of uh, environmental performance compared to the to the global fleet, uh, the, the global dry, dry bulk fleet out there. If we go to the next slide, uh, you see uh, the, the average age of our fleet and how it, it develops. Uh, getting uh, younger vessels and uh, new built vessels, uh, if we don't, uh, if we take delivery of all these ships and uh, if we uh, don't sell any other ship, you can see that uh, what would be the number of the company. Of course, we expect to sell more ships uh, as we get more uh, uh, deliveries. Uh, and you can see that from 2020 until uh, 2024, 2025, I mean, the fleet age, uh, despite we have, uh, there are about four years uh, past, the fleet age remains the, st the same as uh, most of the uh, as young vessels, younger vessels or new vessels are added in our uh, uh, in our fleet, and uh, all the vessels are being sold. Uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, you, say, you 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 may see here a couple of things about our uh, how we we reward our shareholders. The issue is that we have done all this development, and we are creating a a, a a company which will be quite solid environmentally and operationally able to compete. And at the same time, still we maintain uh, we, we we reward our shareholders. We have uh, uh, we have completed in the past until now uh, ten million shares in purchase program. We have an active uh, five million shares in purchase program right now. Uh, we have an annualized uh, dividend of about five percent, uh, and uh, we have. Uh, Paid 46.8 million in uh, dividends for common shareholders and 17.5 million dividends for deferred shareholders. Uh, if we go to the next slide, uh, this is a let's say a snapshot that uh, we have created, trying to remind you uh, the, ben the benefits uh, and uh, why should should someone invest on us. Uh, so who we are, we are a safe bulk as was this public since 2008, few dry bulk company with 48 ships uh, vessels in the water. Uh, we have rewarded and we, have, we were rewarding our shareholders uh, with a five cents per share dividend. It's about 40% payout ratio. The interest of the management are fully aligned with, with that of the uh, public shareholders because uh, of the high percentage, about uh, 50%. The management is very experienced over so many uh, years and uh, highs and lows of the market. Uh, and we have extensive uh, track record. Uh, we have a good reputation in the market. Uh, we cooperate mainly with reputable charters and we, uh, we, we have the, and everybody has a a, a very good uh, uh, knowledge about a, a, a very good uh, idea about us. Uh, we have a very good market reputation. Uh, we have a fleet, uh, as we said, of 48 vessels. We have uh, already taken delivery nine uh, phase three vessels. We have upgraded 22 vessels. We expect seven more new bits to come uh, gradually in our uh, books as uh, a, a, the until 2027, two of which are uh, methanol dual fuel. This is a, an advancement towards uh, 
zero carbon uh, footprint. Uh, and uh, at the end, by all this renewal strategy, we maintain uh, almost constant uh, uh, average age of our fleet. Uh, in terms of finances, which we will we will only discuss later uh, when uh, we issue our financial results in a couple of weeks' time, uh, still the company has a 37% loan to value, a comfortable debt, ample liquidity, a revenue backlog, and a very good relationship with lenders and uh, the capital markets. So we continue to uh, to have a model which is uh, focused on the performance of our fleet uh, and uh, the ability to renew the fleet and be one of the best companies uh, in uh, in the public markets. Uh, we are very well positioned to capitalize uh, on the stringent environmental regulations as uh, uh, they are coming uh, gradually the following years. We have a, a, an asset-focused uh, policy uh, focusing on ESG strategy. Uh, we, are, we continue to reward our shareholders and uh, uh, we actively build uh, our fleet, our future fleet with uh, sensible moves gradually uh, with uh, uh, looking to competition and to to competition, to expansion, and to uh, environmental compliance uh, that will be used in order to get uh, operational advantages in the market and better financial results. By saying this, uh, in the next slide, you we have uh, put uh, a few photographs of our new builds, basically nine new builds uh, there uh, already in the water. Uh, and. Uh, uh, and uh, we are very proud of this uh, as uh, such vessels uh, having a lower efficiency can uh, have a, a premium on charter higher and of course uh, a, a premium on environmental performance. Uh, having said all this, uh, I would like to thank you for listening to me and uh, we will be happy to answer any of your questions when uh, if, if they are posed. Yeah, we have uh, the first question from the floor on why would someone invest at this point in the cycle in safe bikers? Uh, look, the decision, the investment decision always is uh, uh, is uh, individualistic. So each individual can take a decision. Uh, I would, let's say, what we are trying as safe bikers to do is to achieve uh, to, to, to present a proposal to our shareholders, to, to the, our shareholders and to the future shareholders of a very solid, uh, energy efficient, environmentally friendly and attractive fleet. I think this is the basis of any uh, success in the future. And uh, this uh, is being completed with our program, which uh, continues until 2027 with our new build program. Second question is, um, how significant are the new environmental regulations? Uh, the environmental regulations are very significant because uh, right now we have also a cost attached. Uh, first of all, if you, if you are rated as uh, 
uh, with a low rating, for example, E rating in uh, uh, IMO regulation, the CII. Uh, this represents a very big disadvantage to cooperate with uh, first class charters. Uh, and also to, to come to Europe or to United States or to Australia. Uh, the second point is that uh, uh, also if you have, for example, an e-vessel, you need to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to file a, a, an upgrade program that will lead this vessel not to D but to C category, which is uh, quite difficult to achieve. Uh, having an e-vessel to, to jump to the to the C category, uh, but also right now we have uh, important uh, costs which are associated with uh, uh, with uh, the performance of the vessel or the charter hire. Uh, I, I can tell you that, for example, if a vessel has a consumption of twenty-five uh, tons per day, one such vessel of medium size. Uh, this uh, makes uh, represents uh, times approximately three, three uh, is uh, 75 tons of CO2 per day. Uh, and uh, uh, if a vessel, if such vessel goes to Europe, uh, half of this uh, quantity should be paid, uh, uh, should be delivered as EUAs to European Union. Basically, 37.5 uh, ton, uh, tons or 37.5 EUAs. Uh, if we consider that the price of uh, an EUA is uh, uh, today is about 65 uh, euros, uh, this ends up to 2.5 thousand euros per day for a trip towards Europe. Uh, of course, this year, 2024, we don't pay 2000, we pay 40% of this. And next year, 70%, and the following year in 2026, uh, the 10%. But uh, uh, consider that a, a market of 12, 13, 14,000, even sometimes uh, five or 6,000 or 10,000 uh, dollars per day, uh, how, how competitive can such a vessel be uh, if you need to, to spend uh, 2.5 thousand uh, uh, euros per day for such fuel. While I mean, uh, the, uh, the, the more energy efficient vessels could uh, be by 30% uh, lower, which represents a substantial advantage. <laughs> and if I may add here, Lucas, that we have already taken delivery of these nine new builds, so it isn't very easily done by another peer or competitor to put on orders now and uh, be ahead of the game as uh, the environmental regulations will become more increasingly stringent for the years to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I'd like to add that uh, we see that the regulations, there is a tendency of uh, additional, or we see that additional regulations coming in the market, it's not, you know, the European Union is not an isolated case. We will see soon uh, other countries uh, you know, adopting this, and uh, maybe China uh, have uh, you know, put in place uh, similar regime. So we can't ignore, let's say, the, the, the situation. Yeah. 
to that relation comes uh, to the next question, Constantinos. It says, do you expect IMO to adopt a global carbon tax similar to the one uh, adopted by the EU, the EU ETS? Uh, look, the IMO is working towards uh, this uh, uh, regulation because, and we expect that uh, after 2026 we have a new regulation adopted uh, by IMO because uh, at the end of the day, uh, regulations like uh, ETS or uh, uh, fuel EU will not be only uh, implemented in Europe, but uh, I mean, the United States and other countries will uh, uh, will will go towards this direction and uh, of course uh, IMO which is expected to take certain such decisions by 2028. So I think uh, this is a, a route that uh, is uh, moving uh, ahead and we cannot uh, change it because uh, the uh, CO2 emissions uh, undermine substantially the climate of the, of the planet with uh, uh, disasters and uh, uh, climate disasters and problems uh, everywhere, uh, unexpected. And uh, what we expect to see is that by 2030, all such uh, uh, all uh, nations will uh, uh, go towards uh, uh, stringent regulations, which will make the life uh, of the uh, of the uncompetitive vessels uh, shorter. Mm -hmm. Next question uh, relates to the Red Sea. Uh, how has the Ryback shipping been affected by the Red Sea events? Okay, okay. Before I go to this question, I would like to add that still, how I mean, the important thing with our fleet is that uh, all our vessels still are. Uh, share a very good category, they are, they are very good uh, performance, even the oldest vessel. And this is very important with, with the upgrades that we have done, that uh, we continue to be very competitive, also not, not only in the new builds, but also in the, uh, in the existing fleet, uh, which is uh, in our books. Now about the Red Sea, uh, the issue is that uh, there are certain problems uh, uh, in the shipping uh, through Red Sea and the Suez Canal. Uh, this, uh, uh, of course, uh, makes uh, forces, uh, owners and uh, charters to, uh, to, uh, to uh, use alternative route, routes which are longer uh, around, the, uh, around Africa to come to Europe which expands uh, the vessel, the, the fleet, uh, uh, the, the time of the fleet, the, of the voyage. So the duration of the voyage. This is, uh, a, a, it's not, uh, we don't consider this substantial, but I think if there is any effect, it should be more, more positive than negative in terms of charter hires. Of course, uh, the difficulty in Red Sea is that uh, uh, there is a substantial risk if you go through there because uh, which is associated with the bombing of a vessel, a pro pro probable casualties, a high risk uh, war risk premiums, etc., etc. 
and we would like to see that uh, this uh, situation to end and uh, that the vessel will be free, will be able to freely go through Red Sea and Suez uh, Canal. Okay. Next question relates to the capital allocation. What is the capital uh, allocation priorities of Cervalgius? Uh, we'll discuss all these questions also to our next uh, presentation, but the capital allocation is uh, uh, we want always to reward our shareholders and at the same time to maintain uh, a substantial uh, uh, operational cash flows uh, uh, to finance uh, our uh, uh, our new build program without uh, increasing uh, the, the the leverage of the company. Okay. Um, and there is a question about our business strategy. What is your business strategy with reference to Canada and Mexico over the coming eight years? Um, I believe it's very, it's very specific and relates to and relates to to trades that we don't usually attend. And our our vessels do not uh, usually call, but uh, in any case, the overall business strategy is uh, is focused on uh, uh, as Lucas mentioned on uh, uh, renewing our fleet and uh, receiving all our new bids. Uh, uh, the seven of them that are uh, on order in time in order to be, you know, to be more flexible and positioned at a very well point uh, in the cycle. What I wanted to add is that uh, we have been able to place the orders at ahead of time and at very favorable uh, contract levels as well. We started, you know, the first order was placed uh, just as we were getting out of COVID uh, in the low, you know, below 30 million. And so the average price is very competitive compared to the, you know, current market value. But, you know, taking into account also the high specs, the reduced consumption, reduced emissions, and uh, you know, improve the airlines from a you know, top notch uh, sequence. Okay. And last question relates to the current opportunities and risk towards decarbonization. Uh, the, the decarbonization is a difficult path that will last uh, for uh, several years. So we need to live with that. Uh, we have not uh, yet the, adv the advancements that we would expect in terms of uh, new fuels uh, uh, that should be there in order to uh, be able to, com to, co to compete and take, uh, uh, and take the necessary moves. Uh, basically, uh, owners quite often are asked uh, what and take decisions at least in relation to the new fuel while normally, for example, you buy a new car, uh, the fuel is already defined in the car and the industry has done the research. So we would expect that uh, the global industry, the, the yards uh, and uh, the engine manufacturers should have done uh, 
uh, or should, should, should be doing uh, the research that is needed in order to have uh, solid solutions. I don't think we have right now solid solutions. So we're experimenting uh, through, uh, uh, through taxation schemes. Uh, and, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, I believe that uh, in the next few years, we will be able, we will be forced to, to go towards such directions, take decisions, and uh, continue this uh, 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 this decarbonization. Uh, the advantage of decarbonization is by reducing, let's say, the CO2 footprint. At the same time, you reduce your consumption, and so the vessel is more competitive compared to existing vessels, and thus can have a premium on the on the charter hire. There's a question about the loan value. What is the preferred LTV percent that the company wants to maintain in the near future? Hey, look, I mean, uh, the loan value is a, a flexible figure, but we'd like to see figures closer to 30% rather than uh, uh, closer to, I mean, above 40%. But uh, we are in a comfortable region. I'm just going to add here uh, for for um, uh, the benefit uh, of the question that we do have ample liquidity and uh, and a lot of contracted uh, revenue going forward. We have no more questions from the floor. Well. Uh, thank you for uh, to you guys, Tape Poker's team here for the uh, real excellent presentation and uh, questions answered. I'm sure we've uh, answered uh, most of the questions here. Um, and I would like to thank everyone uh, for taking the time to uh, listen to today's presentation. Uh, we had another excellent turnout. I uh, just want to note here uh, before signing off that uh, the replay will be made available um, on our website, capitallinkwebinars.com and our YouTube channel. Uh, so thank you everyone again and uh, you're free to disconnect. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.